the coolest thing about being a content creator is that it gives us so many options and ways for us to make money as creators and business owners that we just never had before. Like if you've ever had a job, like you understand, like I have so many more financial opportunities than I never had before. But when we're in the creator economy, it's very easy to get distracted by all of these options. And then we might be doing the wrong ones, maybe going down the wrong path for them. And so I want to talk about the revenue streams that are not right for you. And I also have a little announcement of my own to share with you. Don't worry, the podcast is not going anywhere. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with VidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of Video Podcast. I'm so excited to spend this time with you and to show up in your earbuds again today. If you're new here, I am Desiree and I am your hostess with the Moses. I'm here to help you build a business that aids, that leads your creator life. I've really been adopting this like mentality lately that I think is a great like creator economy bumper sticker. And it's, I'm a business owner who also happens to be a creator. I am not a creator trying to figure out how to build a business. VidIQ, who is our title sponsor for this podcast, who I'm so excited that we've renewed and we're doing more work together. Um, they are so amazing at helping you like get the data and understand what you're supposed to do so that you can grow and build a, like your channel for YouTube very specifically. They have things they're doing with TikTok, but like it's very YouTube centric. Like what do you do to grow? How do you get more views? How do you get people to show up and keep watching? Understanding all the data, all of the, all of the analytics, everything. But what they don't tend to talk about is the business part because they're not a tool to help you grow your business. They're very much like, well, we're not good at this, which is why I've been doing work with them for so long. And when I go on the podcast, when I go on and do channel reviews and when I even like do collaborative videos with Rob over for the channel, we're talking about money because there are so many things that like people are not diving into and really giving clarity to. So one of the things that I know that you come here for is like, how do I build a business? How do I build a brand? But I think that there are some important things to talk about that are hitting me very close to my home um, that are like, these are not revenue streams that might be right for you. So it's like, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does picking how I make money, like, what does that mean? So the first thing to ask yourself when you're talking about revenue streams. Is this right for my audience? So based on who your audience is, how would they best like to support your business? And this is actually, I think one of the hardest things to figure out, especially if you're doing the reverse 
creator trying to build a business versus a business trying to be creator. So one of the things that is, we have so many, there's so many things available to us to make money and right? we've got affiliates and sponsorships and AdSense and memberships and um, building communities and Patreons and merchandise. And there's just so many, and it's really hard to navigate what is right for our audience. That is why we have to kind of test things to see like what is right and what does or doesn't work for our audience. And I, I have a really specific thing like that I've done with my YouTube channel. I had channel memberships where I was like, ah, for five bucks, 10 bucks a month, like you get unlimited access to me. I'll review your content. We'll do lessons. We'll do all this stuff. No one like signed up. Like no one was there. I think it was even five bucks. It was like $4.99. Like no one signed up for it. Like they just were not like able or interested in helping me because they were like, mm, Des, you focus on this social media thing. And I'm here to like get the solutions to my problems. I don't want to pay you for that. And so it didn't work out for me. You know, maybe if like you are an education-based channel, like having a merch store doesn't work. Maybe like there's some phrase or something that like you you say or do that like you're like, I'm gonna put that on a shirt and then it doesn't sell because maybe you're too problem solving or they want to buy from you in a different way. Me having shirts that say take action now or business owner, not creator or something like that would not work for my YouTube channel audience because they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs. They're not interested in repping me with their shirts like I'm some sort of like NFL player or a superhero, right? So like you really have to dig in to what are you known for by your audience so that you can determine like, okay, these are kind of the things I can sell. So it makes sense for me to sell workbooks, workshops, courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, my um, services that I offer for my agency. Those are the things that work best for that audience so that I can show up for them and give that value. The other parts of like what you need to figure out about like what is right for you to sell from a revenue stream is like how much work, how much the labor that you are going to be putting into this? How much time is this going to take? What commitment will this require and can you give it to them? All right? Because there are a lot of things that we do here, you know, that we do in the YouTube box, in the TikTok phone, all the places that we're creating content that require a commitment, that require time, that require resources. Like this podcast, I've been making this podcast coming up on four years in October. I'm recording this in May and 2023. And I love this podcast. Like there, I've always joked, like you shouldn't do something unless you're getting paid because then it's just a hobby. Genuinely, I would do this podcast if I wasn't getting paid because I love the high I get from talking to people, helping people, supporting their products, especially women. Like that's why I talk to women in videos very specifically. And so it just makes so much sense to me to keep doing this and giving value because it's my give back. It's my extrovert in action. It's my overshare or my incessant babbler at work. I'm able to do that through this podcast. So like, but it's still laborsome. Like I still have to commit like my calendars, my Fridays, I clock out to do interview pod to, for podcasts or do one-on-one -on -one conversations 
with you and me so that I have that time recorded. I have my project manager who edits these and puts these together and she has the show notes. You know, when we have sponsors, we have to integrate in and we have to do our commitments. We have my VA sends an email every every week or two weeks that talks about like the latest episodes. So it's a commitment like for this. It's a time, it's laborsome. And my trade-off for this is I commit money to make that this get sure that this gets done. And I will continue to do that for as long as like I can and make other income streams from other places. Cause I love how this community has grown. Like we have over a hundred thousand downloads. You know, we average pretty solidly on our weekly downloads. Like we continue to connect and, and have our little micro niche in the creator economy. And I love that this has existed before the big boom of the creator economy and all of the creator focused businesses and memberships and things came out because no one's really talking about this part. Like we do have our very good friend, Erica Vieira, over at the YouTube Power Hour, where she's talking with women YouTubers specifically, and she promotes her boot camp that she is, and she helps women from like a coaching perspective, and she's amazing. I love her. But we're not having these conversations specifically to build up women, build businesses, talk to different kinds of brands about how they're building business. Like that's why the focus of this podcast is very much like, who are you as a woman creator? How did you get here? And what is the business that you have built? All because of this video thing that you are doing. And so you really have to know the labor, the time, and the commitment that this is going to require. And can you give it to that, to anything that's going to make you money? We already know that it takes time and commitment to create content, but what about making money? When I have sponsors, I have to make videos very specifically around what supports them as a business. I have to make sure that they, they're good with it, that I get the thumbs up that they review it, that I hit metrics, that I'm putting the right links and the right words inside of the videos that I'm telling YouTube that this is a paid promotion, like all the things. Okay. There's a different kind of time commitment. And I have to make sure if I'm getting paid for that, that I have to do what I've contractually said I would do from that. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the womenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. So let me talk to you about like things that I don't do and what then this ties into like what's happening with what we're doing here with them in a video. One of the things I hate in this world is performance-based payments. When you do a job, when you have a, when you are a W2 employee, you show up, you do work and that work gets you money back and that work gets the company money in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter how many like, you know, bags of popcorn you sold or how many lines of code you did or how many projects you manage, like you're making money. So I hate that in the creator space, especially with, especially with tools and, and products, they want the affiliate like, Oh, we'll give you more money as an affiliate to do it without like a, a cost production thing. 
And I know for me, because I'm, I'm working with some brands on this as well, like it's hard, like the budgets just aren't always there. And so having the cost perspective makes sense from like, if I can just pay you when you perform, I pay you well when you perform, it does really well for my bottom line because I'm not out anything if, as long as you're doing a good job. But as a creator, I hate that because my, my costs take a lot of work. So when people come to me wanting to do affiliates, I have to say no, because I am not a NASCAR style company on my YouTube channel. I'm not like taking sponsorships from everyone. Very selective. And I do long-term commitments generally for my sponsorships because I'm building long-term relationships. Like you're not just getting a video with me. You get mentioned, utilized in the podcast. I talk about you when I speak on stages, I'm mentioning you in rooms. Like you're getting this like brand advocate, not just your logo and your tool slapped up on a screen somewhere. And so that's what I'm really focusing on with my relationships. Same here with the women video podcast with our sponsors with vidIQ. You know, we were having a conversation where they wanted to pivot for a minute to affiliate and performance based up. And I'm like, guys, this podcast does not exist to convert sales. Like we are not pushing affiliates. If women are listening to this and they sign up for vidIQ, that's great. But they are not, like they might already be vidIQ customers. They might have already signed up. Like they are here for the other parts of creating. Like you're, you're associating with a brand to help your bottom line, which is, being a pillar for the creator economy, being a sense support of women, focusing on DEI initiatives, like having it and like making them very blatant and to them. And they understood that they respect that they understood that the mission and purpose of this podcast is more important than conversions. And so when it comes to these tools that like I, that I'm reaching out to that I'm working with, conversions cannot be the main objective for them when it comes to working together. It really has to be like, we're doing this together for long relationships, for longevity, for sharing, for marketing, for all these other things so that we can have long relationships together. So when it comes to affiliates, I'm actually very much like, I don't care about affiliates. Like maybe I bring you a hundred new customers and they all sign up. That's awesome. Like that's amazing. I'm much more concerned about getting paid for the work I'm doing to promote it, to give you access to my audience and basically paying for that big sticker, that big sponsorship sticker on my jacket of limited space on this channel, like, and, and the commitment to offering quality services and products to my audience. Like that's what that piece is. So sorry to interrupt our episode. I know we're getting really into it, but are you looking for a powerful, easy to use tool that can help you take your video to the next level? If so, I've got just the tool for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one solution for all of your content creation needs. With Adobe Express, you can easily create stunning videos, design eye-catching thumbnails, clip and trim your videos with ease, and schedule your content for social media. One of the standout features of Adobe Express is the range of thumbnail templates that are available. With dozens of customizable templates to choose from, you can create thumbnails that are both visually appealing, informative, and help your videos stand out on that crowded home feed of YouTube. And when it comes to video clipping, it makes it so much easier to repurpose your content from those long form videos to all of the other vertical video platforms, and you can easily share them with the scheduling tool within Adobe Express. So if you're ready to take your content creation to the next level, head over to Adobe Express and start your free trial today. You can find the link to get signed up for today over in our show notes at womenofvideo.com. 
www.dobbyexpress.com. And remember, Adobe Express is the perfect tool for taking your content to the next episode. All right, back to the episode. So that leads in to what my announcement is in relation to like the women in video. And there's a story. There's always a story. I'm sorry I always have a story, but I think context is so very important. So back in 2018, uh, my best friend and I, Crystal, like were obsessed, obsessed with the Flip Your Lifestyle podcast. It's Jane and Jocelyn, Jocelyn Sams. They are former teachers who were able to find success by creating a monthly paid membership, basically targeting teachers. He was a history teacher, so he would make lesson plans for history teachers in high school. She was a librarian in elementary schools, and so she created a business called Elementary School Librarian. They've had fantastic success, and part of the reason that they had to do this is because their son is being abused by their daycare provider, and when they went to go save their son, the principal of the school would not let them leave. And, I, and they were like, they will, no one will ever be in charge of my body and my income ever again. And they won this mission to figure out. And I loved, I love the membership idea. The membership model of $50 a month from 100 people is $5,000 a month. That's a $60,000 a year strategy. That is enough for most people to quit their jobs. And I was like, I love this. Like, oh my gosh, this would be so amazing. So I went on this mission to build a membership. I built a business with my friend. It didn't work out. It was too techie in advance for the vast majority of people. I tried doing the membership like I told you guys with my YouTube channel. It didn't work out. And then I tried, and then we did the mastermind here for the women in video. And the women in video, we were like talking about like revenue streams and things. We were trying to do this big in-person event. And then that big in-person event imploded. It was a fantastic virtual event. We've had lots of people that have watched it gotten a lot of value. Those women that spoke, I have so much respect and love for them. And the information that they've given is like monumentally invaluable. It truly, truly is. Um, but because we couldn't get sponsors because of the economic situations, because women were choosing not to buy tickets, I had to make it a virtual event. And what has been hard to see but has been a reality as of late is there are actually a lot of women-based conferences that are choosing to close their doors and go virtual because they just can't seem to get the conversions for the companies that they want. They want to do things. So like, like she podcasts, I, I spoke at their event that they did in the end of 2021, I believe it was, and Scottsdale. And it was like super amazing and super awesome. And they have been trying to get it going and it just couldn't work. They actually had canceled it from last year. They moved to June and they had this whole situation where they're like, we just can't do it. Cancel tickets, can't get sponsors. Like without those things, people can't come. And so it's a reflection of our time. And it's definitely a reflection of like how women choose to spend their money, whether they choose to invest in themselves or not, whether they choose to comm commune together or not. Things just really expensive, all these things. And this has rolled over into the Women in Video Mastermind. So I, at the end of May, so when I recorded this, it's May 24th. I think it'll go out May 25th. I'm shutting the doors in the Women in Video Mastermind. We launched it in the beginning of March, and it has been so many things, and the vast majority of them have not been happy. 
for me. I had such high hopes and ambitions and scheduled all these great sessions and had these office hours and things. And so few people, like literally, I think three or four people signed up for this. And it broke my heart that this thing I built so much time and put so much effort into, women are just not able to commit to it right now whether it's economic, whether it's a time commitment, whether it's just a, and it's really crowded right now. There's so many things out there that are getting attention to creators that my mastermind is great and intentional as it is, is just another cluttered voice out there. And I would much rather put all of my time and effort into showing up here on this podcast and giving value here. Um, I also had the additional intention of like letting the women of video mastermind be a place where we could build community because we have a Facebook group and the Facebook group is like crickets, like pulling teeth to get people to comment and engage and do anything there. And I don't know if that's a reflection of Facebook group reach or Facebook usage, but it's really maddening. And I don't know where to go so that we can talk about this. If you have any ideas of like where you'd love to head, like maybe we go to Discord. Like I'm not in love with Discord idea, but a lot of people talk about it. Whatever it is, it, it, it's just I, it, the Women in Video Mastermind with you screen all thing just is not working. It's not working and it's not right. And on top of it, because of all that, I'm just so discouraged in it and I just don't want to do it. I cannot keep giving literally hours and hours of my week to this project just to not be yielding any results. It's basically, I'm being told through my efforts, through my marketing struggles, through all the things I've been doing, it's basically telling me that this is not wanted. And that is an important thing to pay attention to when you're talking about revenue streams that are right or not right for your audience. At the end of the day, whatever you choose to test and do to see if this is the right revenue stream for you, your audience will be telling you if it is or isn't right based on if they are or are not spending. My audience it's not spending on joining the mastermind. They love when I show up though for them in their earbuds every week. And with the information that we give to help them build really cool brands and really great businesses. And that's, what I'm just going to focus on building a great podcast and showing up every single week with amazing content. You can find all of our women of video, uh, virtual event content. I will be uploading it to the women of video YouTube channel. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be able to, Use the Women of Video YouTube like podcast feature and, um, and we're uploading old episodes. Like, so we're doing stuff to like build-ish that up. But what happens here in this audio experience will not change. We're still going to give value. I'm still going to be showing up. I'm still going to be offering as much to you as I possibly can. Maybe in the future we'll be able to add in things like workshops and stuff like that. But my biggest ask for you out of this podcast is I need to know Where can we build an online space to talk together? Where can we talk? Like where can we as a group and a community spend our time? Is it our Facebook group? Is there something I need to do to like figure out how to kick that into high gear? Is it a different place? Is it a discord? Is it a Slack channel? Like what do we need? Where do we need to go so that you will participate and actively be present on what we're doing there? So when it comes to your revenue, remember, 
always be trying, always be testing, but always be audience first with what you're doing and know that just because something doesn't work out, it does not mean you are a failure. It just means that what you're offering is not the right fit for your audience. And you just need to pivot into something else and do what you do. Great. Because you are impossibly amazing until next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 